David's Daily Digital Dollop, Dollop 166. Another dog wants to get on the dollop. I know a lot of people listen to the dollops when they're... Hey, bloody hell. You had your fun yesterday. You think, I did such a good job yesterday on the dollop. But I think I could have an even better role this time. Come on, David, let's integrate me into today's dollop. I'm not going to. We, as I say, we're always moving. We're always progressing, always evolving on the dollops. I know a lot of people listen to these dollops when they're in bed, maybe just before they fall asleep. I wonder if sometimes people fall asleep before they get to the end of the dollop, or maybe they're catching up with a number of dollops. So maybe they've got like 10 to catch up on or something, and they manage to listen to the first six, but then they fall asleep. Because this happens with me often on podcasts. I'm listening to something, then I'll fall asleep, and then I'll be startled out of my sleep because maybe there's a loud sound or something happens. And I'm thinking maybe, for example, yesterday, someone might have been listening to yesterday's dollop and fell asleep. So how could you fall asleep with a gripping drama of yesterday? My goodness. But someone fell asleep and then maybe woke up to hear the sounds of me running, running for my life away from a savage dog. There's another dog. What is going on? So someone suddenly just wakes up, startled from their sleep to hear the sounds of the chase. Me running down the street, panting. The sound of a dog barking behind me. The sound of the dramatic music. And they'll be thinking, what the bloody hell's going on here? And it happens to me quite a lot and we get some people who listen to the Youngest Podcast. And people do say, yeah, we were listening to something, we fell asleep, then we woke up and we were startled. Imagine being woken up by the voice of Michael Hughes. Oh, oh, it's bad enough for me, but I've sort of got used to it. I've desensitised myself. I've taken special tablets. But for people who aren't used to it, the sound of Michael's voice startling you out of your sleep. Oh, yesterday, I was listening to a podcast. In fact, if you are missing the Young'uns podcast and you want another folk podcast from a folky, you could always check out Jim Murray's podcast. He started a podcast recently called Low Culture. I think the most recent one, he's got Nancy Kerr on it. He's had John Borden on it from Bellahead. He's already had all the, the stars on, apart from the young'uns, obviously. But he's probably, he probably thinks, oh, I'd best keep this quiet, this podcast, because it's just ripping off David Eagle. You know, I don't want any lawsuits. I know he's, uh, he's quite hot on the old suing at the moment. He's got the bit between his teeth. So i best keep it quiet from David. I won't invite him on the podcast he's had some very interesting people on in the folk world and the most recent one is the music journalist tim chipping who's worked for channel 4 music he's presented for channel 4 music he's written for smash hits writes for f roots magazine or fruits magazine if you prefer the folk publication excellent writer i won't tell you any more about him because you can listen to the podcast if you're interested but a fascinating interview despite its fascinating nature I still managed to fall asleep while it was on. I was really tired, so I fell asleep. And the next thing I know, I'm woken up, and I thought, did someone say my name? Like, my brain went, what? And I sort of woke up as if someone had called me, and I realised I had my headphones on, and then I remembered I was listening to the podcast. And I thought, what? What woke me up? So I rewound it back, and what I heard was rather unexpected, and seemingly as well completely random. One minute they're talking about when he used to work on Channel 4 Music, and there's a bit in the interview where he pauses and goes, I'm just going to go and get a beer. And then this happens. But you, so you've started. I'm going to have this. another beer. Okay. Can... Cool. We'll pause the recording for a sec. No, no. Well, what I mean is, I'll edit this out. Okay. Well, maybe I won't. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll just have this it's left in. David Eagle here, <laughs> having a beer. <laughs> right. What are we talking about? How do you end up writing for a fruits? And then it goes back to the interview. And I was listening, and again, I've just woken up, I'm feeling a bit groggy, and at first I thought, all right, this is clearly a dream. Because this is the kind of thing that happens in a dream. You get a bit confused, weird things start happening. Like, why would someone randomly just start doing an impression of me? 
seemingly out of nowhere on a podcast. I know Jim and I know Tim. I don't know them massively well, just because our paths haven't crossed too many times, but I know them enough to talk to, and I would say a loose friend, I would describe them as, by which I mean I don't know them massively well, but I suppose I would consider them a friend. That's what I mean by loose friend. I'm not suggesting that they have loose morals or anything like that. Oh, yeah, they, they've put it about a bit, let's just say that. Oh, so I, I rewound it back again. And had another listen, and sure enough, there it was. Well, obviously, as you know, there it was. I mean, presumably, you've worked that out by the fact that I've just played it to you. If imagine if I got it, and it was, turns out it was a dream. But what I thought I'd do to illustrate the weirdness of this dream is I'd then get Jim Murray and Tim Chipping to act out what I thought I heard. I mean, that would be quite impressive. And that would really call your bluff that, wouldn't it? Oh, we know it's not a dream, David. No, you don't, actually. It was a dream. It's okay. It is there. I don't have a clue why it's there. Why has he moved from talking about Channel 4 music to, all of a sudden, doing an impression of me? So I listened to the bit of the podcast that I'd missed beforehand, and there was nothing. I wasn't mentioned once. I've absolutely no idea why Tim just randomly starts doing an impression of me. And Jim doesn't go... What? What are you on about? Why have you suddenly just started saying, this is David Eagle, I'm getting a pint of beer. But you, so you've started I'm going to have this. another beer. Okay. Me. Cool. We'll pause the recording for a sec. You don't need to watch that. No, well, what I mean is I'll edit this out. Okay. Well, maybe I won't. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll just have this it's left David in. David Eagle, yeah. <laughs> Having a beer. <laughs> right, what are we talking about? I can't go understand it. Jim didn't question it. It's like, there was no kind of chat afterwards about it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. They gave it any context. Nothing before, nothing afterwards. It left me feeling very confused. Because there seemingly was no context, as I say. So unless he just does this all the time, maybe this is a part of Tim's character. I don't know him very well, so I don't know. Jim knows Tim a bit better than me. So maybe he thought, oh, it's just what Tim does. He always pretends to be David Eagle. Now and again, he's got this sort of weird thing where he just pretends, you know, it's best just laughing along and ignoring it, really. Maybe Tim does it all the time. Maybe he always talks like me. Pottering around the house. He's feeling a bit lonely he's just him in the house and he says oh I'll have a conversation with David Eagle I'll pretend to be David Eagle again and I'll have a bit of a conversation how are you doing David very well thank you very much Tim oh it's good to come to here would you like a beer oh yes you know just have a bit of a conversation I'm not sure on the voice either what voice has he given me uh, that really kind of gruff I wonder how many other people do an impression of me maybe this is a meme maybe I'm not aware of some weird meme that's going around maybe everyone's doing impressions of me so that's the thing David what do you mean have you not, uh, have you not noticed we, obviously I suppose the reason you don't know about this is because no one does it to your face it's a bit weird doing an impression of you to your face but yeah everyone's doing it all the time there's like YouTube channels set up there's apps on, that you can download on your phone where you just talk into it normally and it David Eagleizes it it changes your voice makes it a little bit gruffer all the kids are doing it at school I mean maybe I should listen to the other podcasts maybe all of the guests do an impression of me. Maybe that's the thing that Jim does. He gets them to do impressions of me. But it just seems a bit weird. I mean, fair enough if they've been talking about it, but the fact that they hadn't just makes it so random to me. There is a bit before it where he says, oh, I'll edit this bit out or something. And then he does the impression. So maybe Jim did pause the recording and edit it. Maybe Tim went on for half an hour before that and did a full conversation. Maybe the reason I haven't been on the podcast is because Tim's done it. Just, well, just, it'll be cheaper. Rather than getting David down. What's the point? It's a bit busy at the moment anyway. He can't even do his own podcast. You know, he's doing a dollop every single day. You'll just be David Eagle, Tim. Yeah, maybe. What happened was uh, Jim has accidentally edited in the wrong podcast at that point. And maybe he didn't realise and he left it in. So that's why it says it's David Eagle having a beer. So maybe I'm going to be on the next podcast. <laughs> anyway, it's called the Low Culture Podcast. That was, I think, episode four with Tim Chipping, the excellent music journalist, oddball impressionist. David's Daily Digital Dollop Dollop 167. Oh, splashed in a puddle. It's wet underfoot again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> People listening to this every day. I've just suddenly just suddenly struck me at the oddness of some people listening to this every night. 
and spending like 10 or 20 minutes in my company every night walking the streets of Sheffield. And I say the streets of Sheffield, I'm not even doing that. I'm essentially walking around the block. It's about a three or four minute to get around the block. That's the reason I laughed there. It just suddenly struck me how odd that is. But thank you very much for doing it nonetheless. And I hope we do cover some ground, some good ground. Not just in a physical sense, by which I mean the ground that I'm walking on. When I say in a physical sense, I'm not suggesting that you listen to these dollops while masturbating. Although you never know, you might do. Well, you presumably do know if you do. And uh, hopefully I can time them. See if you can time it for a good bit. I don't know what a good bit would constitute. But, uh, anyway. Oh, there's a lovely smell in the air. Oh, it's really nice. Oh, that would have been a good bit. If you could have finished masturbating on that moment there, that would have been perfect. <laughs> I've suddenly realised. Oh, there's the dog. Come on, that'll get you going. Listen to that. Yeah, it doesn't want to be dragged into this debauchery. Yeah, I've just suddenly realised. He's quite weird anyway, talking about masturbating. Oh, listening to these dollops. But I'm just thinking, if there's someone on the street nearby who can hear what I'm saying, I've got my phone out. Otherwise, maybe it would look a bit weird if I was just talking to myself for seemingly no reason, just walking down the street talking to myself. Whereas if I've got a phone, it looks a bit more normal. But now, essentially, I've got a phone in my hand and I'm going, oh, this will get you going, eh, when you masturbate. It's like I've taken the opportunity to have phone sex with someone while walking down the street. <laughs> so walking down the street, oh, this will get you going. Oh, don't mind me. Good morning. <laughs> I thought it might be nice to spend this dollop just really a quick dollop, just reading out some of your comments and responding to them. Don't know what that sound is. I don't notice it when I go past it normally. I know it stopped. But I do notice it on the dollop. When I'm editing the dollop, oh, I edit it, don't worry. You've probably not realised this, but oh, I did about two hours. I've, I've been speaking for two hours about masturbation. What you've just heard is the edited highlights. Anyway, so here are a few of your comments that you've been sending in. I think it'd be nice to make more of a thing of this, and uh, hopefully that'll encourage more of you to comment as well. Oh, come on. You know, why don't you just stop masturbating and, uh, you know, give something back for a change? Think about the things I've done for you. I've been your masturbation aid now for weeks. I suddenly shouted, I've been in masturbation head for weeks. And then there was this noise, which I thought was someone. It sounded quite an orgasmic sound, but I think it's uh, on closer inspection. Someone just listening to the football. We've got a comment from Delith Forkington Smythe. We had a toilet in my old house, says Delith. We had a toilet in my old house, which used to sound like the Doctor Who theme. No one else seemed to appreciate it when I used to point out the uncanny resemblance to the... Dum, that she doesn't write that she just writes dum diddly dum diddly dum she doesn't do musical notation I just I lifted that from the page apparently that made up the first 30 seconds of the flush and then she says and then after 40 seconds there'd be this high pitched actually she doesn't write that she just goes woo woo so it might just have done the I think it might be a bit too much to assume that it also went woo 
I think that might be a bit crazy. But I don't know. She says, I'm tempted to go back to that old house and record it for you. I'm just trying to figure out a convincing reason to regain entry. Bear with me on this one, she says. Well, I look forward to it. I think it's worth breaking into uh, to the house for. I think David's Daily Digital Dollop will be classed as special dispensation. And if it's not, now, what with all my meetings in prisons and stuff, I've got some good contacts. So if you do end up getting sent to prison, I'll be able to uh, probably get the dollops piped in there. But thank you, Delis. Try and get that. That'll be good. Catherine says, I've been mega busy at work, but still found myself thinking, ooh, I must do that recording of my fridge for David's dollop. What kind of madness have you drawn me into? And then there's a face with stuck-out tongue and tightly closed eyes. That's how it's described by my screen reader. Someone just walked directly past me and I didn't say good morning to them. I have lost me gumption. Is that a word? Gumption. Is that how you say it? I've not really used the word gumption before. I don't think I've ever used the word gumption. I'm not even sure if I'm using it in the right context. But I've used it there. Gumption it is. I think we should all use the word gumption more often. <laughs> is that even a word? It is a word, isn't it? Hang on, let's... <laughs> Define gumption. Gumption is an informal term. It means shrewd or spirited initiative and resourcefulness. Shrewd or spirited resourcefulness or initiative. I, don't, <laughs> I, know, I can't even remember in what context I was using it now. I'm not sure if that was the right context, though. I said I've lost my gumption, didn't I? Yeah, it sort of works. I've lost my resourcefulness, my initiative to just sort of... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But we should all use the word gumption a lot more. I think if you're at work and you're having an important meeting, you need to use the word gumption more. Just use the word gumption with... <laughs> and I think it's one of those words that you could probably get away with maybe saying once, but if you just kept saying it, it's like, what we really need right now is gumption. So the question is, how are we going to get more gumption? Right, OK, I want ideas here. We need more gumption. So I want you all to start doing some brainstorming here, some mind showering. So get a piece of paper, everybody. And at the top of it, I want you all to write gumption right at the top of it. We need to get more gumption. I'm sure we all agree. We need more gumption in this uh, business. More gumption in this industry. And just bang the table every time you say gumption. Anyway. My goodness. Oh, I've just been soaked again. Oh, by that same bush that soaked me in the face before. From dollop 164. The same bush. It really should be cut because it is quite long. And it, especially when it rains, it does have a propensity to soak me. The trouble is, I don't think I'm going to be able to get it cut down. Because now it's, it's going to become a, a place of national interest, of national importance. It will become a listed bush, and it won't be able to be touched. This is the bush, the soaking bush from David's Dirty Digital Dollop. That would be a good place to finish your masturbation on, all this talk about soaking bushes. I mean, now we're getting more... Now you're thinking, oh, this is getting more like it. I'm just going to pretend he's not talking about foliage. Go on, keep talking about that soaking bush. <laughs> the police are going to come round. There's a man, a weird pervert, who has been walking down the street for the last half hour, shouting at the top of his voice about masturbation and soaking bushes. I'm going to get arrested. Catherine goes on to say that she might have to wait until the weekend, though, before she can bring us the sound of her fridge. She doesn't say what her fridge is doing, if she's observed it doing anything special. I've just suddenly realised, if you haven't listened to the last few dots, you'll have no idea what we're talking about. We're talking about, the reason we were talking about the Doctor Who theme is because we're talking about domestic appliances that make you think of songs. 
that resemble songs. And the final comment comes from Taser. I assume that's how you pronounce her name. Oh, I mean, naturally, obviously, we thought we'd name her after a, a firearm. That's the first thing we thought. Someone suggested AK-47, but that was ridiculous. We can't. Imagine a child being called AK-47. She'd be made a mockery of in the playground. She'd be bullied. No, 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 no. If she was going to be a boy, we'd have called her Rifle. But uh, you can't call a girl Rifle, can you? So Taser it was. Taser Robson, anyway. Yeah, we were thinking maybe of calling a stun gun. Uh, <laughs> stun gun. Stun gun Robson. Stun gun Robson. Sounds like a, <laughs> like a really sort of pretentious up himself hospital radio presenter. <laughs> hey, how you doing? It's uh, stun gun Robson here. He's a bit up himself. Stun gun Robson. No one else calls him that. He just calls himself Stun Gun Robson. Hey, how you doing, ladies? It's uh, Stun Gun Robson. I'll be doing my usual tour of the wards and uh, getting your requests. I mean, I've been asked to keep away from the uh, from the heart unit, and I think that's in case there's any women with weak hearts who uh, come across the old stun gun and uh, gives them a little bit of a, a tremor in the old heart there. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Don't worry, that's just the sound of the pips. It's not your life support machine cutting out. Stun Gun Robson here on Hospital Radio with the latest news. Anyway, she's not called Stun Gun, she's called Taser. And this is what she says. Maybe they'd been... Oh, this is about yesterday's dollop when I was listening to the uh, Law Culture podcast with the folk artist Jim Murray and the music journalist Tim Chipping. Randomly, Tim just started doing an impression of me. Nothing mentioned beforehand, nothing about it afterwards. He just literally went... It's David Eagle here, getting a pint of beer, and that was it. But you, so you've started. I'm going to have another beer. With okay. You. Cool. We'll pause the recording for a sec. No, no. Well, what I mean is, I'll edit this out. Okay. Well, maybe I won't. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll just have this left it's in. David Eagle here, <laughs> having a beer. <laughs> right. What are we talking about? No rhyme or reason, seemingly. So uh, we, we mused upon that, and further pontification has been provided by old Stun Gun. Old Taser Robson herself. What have you got to say, Taser? Fire away. Maybe they'd been talking about you before they started recording. Given the lack of any reaction to the seemingly random nature of this situation, that would make sense. Maybe they are avid followers of the dollops and that was their tribute or a piss take. Oh, put doubt in my mind there. I'm paranoid enough, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Taser. I mean, I can't really have a go at Taser for making me a bit paranoid that they're taking the piss out of me. Bearing in mind, <laughs> I've just spent ages talking about a name. Yeah, I mean, they could have been taking the piss out of me. Maybe, maybe they were... Maybe it's a bit of a thing, maybe beforehand. Maybe for the first half hour, before they started doing the podcast, they were just... Uh, you know, they weren't just doing impressions. They were like, oh, I'm going to pretend to be David Eagle now. This is David Eagle. Let's, hey, hey, let's really, let's really ham this up. Let's pretend to be blind. Maybe they... I mean, maybe Jim and Tim didn't really know each other beforehand this was their way of bonding let's pretend to be david eagle it's a great bonding exercise right okay i'm gonna crash into a wall oh this is david eagle i've just crashed into a wall anyway taser i noticed that you've started doing what i do a lot i noticed this especially last night i listened to last night's dollop back that what i seem to do quite a lot is i say maybe quite a lot and then i go off on a bit of a tangent so i'll say oh maybe maybe this is what happened or maybe this is what happened or maybe this or maybe that and that's the kind of thing that i do and i think uh Taser's obviously listened to so many of my dollops now and she does comment quite regularly and I get the feeling now she's listened to me so much that she started to become me she started to think like me 
unwillingly. I'm sorry to say this, Taser, but I think that's what's happening because you're saying maybe this, maybe that, and I do that, and I think you've been drawn into it. Tomorrow you'll be using the word gumption all the time. You'll get to work and you'll be using the word gumption involuntarily, and you'll be making masturbation jokes. And people are like, what the bloody hell's got in a Taser? You know, in the last few days, few weeks, he's really started doing some strange stuff. She sort of just stands by the fridge humming and saying to us, what does that sound like? Does that sound like something to you? Well, it sounds like a fridge. No, 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 what song? It sounds like a song to me, that. But basically, I did tweet Tim and Jim from the podcast, and all, all that Tim said was that he just does random impressions of people. So, he's hardly going to tell the truth, is he? Oh, yeah, to be honest, David, we spent the first half an hour before the podcast taking the piss out of you, pretending to be blind, walking into walls and stuff. Oh, we had a great laugh. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am the Ricardo voice. And what can I say? I am the voice of a million men. And hello, my name is David Eagle, and this is David's Daily Digital Dollop. The little clip at the start of today's dollop was taken from... Oh, I do apologise. I've suddenly realised I'm meant to book a table in an Indian restaurant tonight, and I haven't done it yet. And if I don't do it now, I'll forget. So so you don't mind, dear. I'll try I'll throw in a few jokes. I'll play the good morning game. It's five o'clock. Oh, good morning. Oh, hang on, hang on. The phone, sorry about that. The phone just uh, went a little bit funny there. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Um, can we book a table, please, for tonight? I've just looked at the... We're already in the afternoon, actually, aren't we? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, can I book a table for tonight um, at 7 o'clock, please? Is that possible? You can. It's uh, David or Eagle. Uh, Eagle's a second name. I just put Mr. David. And how many people are you booking it for? For four people, please. Right, that's what I'm booking for you tonight. Excellent. All right, thank you. Good night. Right. Well, there you go. I I mean, I managed to make a little bit of entertainment. When I said my name was David Eagle, I was going to say you may have heard me from Springwatch. But (laughs) I just thought, oh, God. I've got to see this tonight. I think he was already a bit... Because what happens when I ring on the phone, I had it on hands-free, so it's coming through the loudspeaker, and then as soon as he answers it, it goes back into hands-in. I've no idea why. So then I did the whole good morning thing, and I think he said hello the first time, but he couldn't hear that. Very well. Then I managed to get it on the speaker and I'm all oh, sorry about that. I had better say good morning again. And then I started to cover it. Then I felt really awkward about it. I don't understand how these people, like Don Jolly or whoever it is, you know, the people who do, like, pranks. I don't understand how they do it. Because I would just constantly be feeling massively awkward. I would just admit straight away that it was a prank. I really don't think I've got what it takes. I've got the gumption. Oh, there's no mistake in that. I've got the, the gumption. I just don't have the emotional stamina to be able to ride that cringiness. Anyway, I know what you're thinking. You go, oh, David, as good as that call was, we could barely concentrate on it, that prank call. We'll have to go back and listen to it because, you know, we can't appreciate all of the various nuances, the things that you said, the things that you did. You know, good morning. <laughs> and then when you said, oh, it's not the morning, is it? It's the afternoon. You know, you just took it to a new level. Oh, I can't believe it's that time already. I want to book a table for the night. Oh, we're nearly at the night. You know, all of that, you know, fantastic stuff. But we couldn't concentrate on that because we were too busy wondering what the heck 
was going on at the start. So that clip at the start of today's dollop was taken from BBC Radio 4's excellent programme, Archive on 4. It explores all sorts of different subjects, events, often utilising the BBC's archive or other archives. And it's just brilliant. The subject's covered. I mean, looking down the list, some of the programme titles... So the most recent one, I think, is called A Guide to the Modern Snob. Working class heroes and poverty porn. Optimism, our enemy. The Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. Anarchy must be organised. A brief history of disobedience. From the self to the selfie. Who's your father, referee? It's <laughs> brilliant titles. They're just compelling within themselves. Oh, there's a one called Learn Yourself Scouse. All sorts of stuff. But the clip that I've just played at the start of today's dollop is taken from one of the Archive on 4 programmes called Don't Write, Make a Recording Instead. And it's about the time, I suppose in the 30s, when shops and amusement areas would have recording booths inside them. And you'd put a shilling in or whatever and uh, you could record your voice for, for two or three minutes and then it would press a record. You would then be able to send that record to someone so you could leave a letter or a message or just have a recording for yourself. And for many people, this is the first time they'd heard their own voices. Here's a little bit more of this programme and the passion in the voice of Alan Dean, who's presenting this. What a brilliant broadcaster. Got his own collection of found recordings, old records, old tapes. Here's the introduction to the programme anyway. God, the rain's increasing. Any old time, make yourself at home. Listen to those voices. Hear the sounds of our past as they scratch, crackle and pop back to life. Private recordings locked away deep within the coarse grooves of a 78 RPM record. <laughs> We've been trying awful hard to make the baby talk. The other side of the record and the... Tweak the volume. Come, come. What, what is this? What's going on here? Cup your ear to the speaker. Come on, come on. Come on, say something. Ooh, tickle, 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 tickle. This is the hiss of history. Oh, Mark, well, I want to try and make another blooming effort at this go. Oh, this is Ken speaking. Oh, I'm afraid I'm just getting to the end of my 48 hours leave with Josh <laughs> Release from decades of slumber, unleashing stories once locked away between every breath, every sing-song or every murmur. Well, meet again. Don't know when, don't know when. I think what's fascinating, in a way, is the accidental nature of how these recordings are found. I mean, in the future, people will be able to log on to YouTube, presumably. I, mean, it's gonna, I was thinking about when people are researching their family trees. And they have such scant information, maybe often just a name, and maybe some parish records, little bits of information about what children they had and, and that kind of thing. Whereas nowadays, we have so much more of ourselves on exhibition. And, and, bloody hell, it's really pelting it down my brain. <laughs> I'm trying to be profound here. It's difficult when you're running in the rain. Ah! Uh, Oh, the soaking bush! <laughs> this is meant to be profound. When I listen to Radio 4 programmes, I think it's all very well and good, you know, they're all very well and good and interesting, but what they really need is a presenter to be presenting it while he's escaping a torrential rain. Bloody hell! Oh. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. It's horrible. It's crazy, isn't it? But I'm completely wet now. Oh, it's another one for the people masturbating. Little sound bite there. You can put them all together if you want. You've got me talking about soaking bushes and oh. So I think it's the accidental nature of this that fascinates me. In the future, our families will have such a wealth of information to go on. And they'll just, you know, they'll be able to see their grandfather and their great grandfather. If all those YouTube clips survive, when people's Facebook accounts still survive, and surely they will. I mean, surely someone will archive them. In the future, there'll be all of those Facebook profiles, status updates. What's scary as well is that my friend's sister, when she gave birth, within like a few minutes of the baby coming out, there were pictures and there was a video, videos on the of the birth of the not the birth of the birth. <laughs> People are like, oh, yes. Never mind, David's digital dollop. We're going to have to see the videos of the birth. Oh, that's my type of thing. I've already masturbated once today, but that... <laughs> That'll get me going again. You know, so that child had pictures of it when it was less than an hour old. And then after that, there were subsequent videos and photos of it. And now it's like six-year-old. And it's, you know, there's like a few videos still being uploaded to Facebook, obviously. And then eventually, the child will grow up. It'll get its own Facebook profile. So you'll see all of its angst-ridden teenage status updates and stuff and the various videos and photos that they put on. And then eventually, you'll get through to when they first do their, their first job. And, and it'll just continue. And then they'll have a family. And, and eventually, you know, they'll get old and they'll die. And all of that will be on Facebook. People in the future will be able to see their ancestors, their great-grandmothers and great-grandfathers, and, and as well, all the deliberate things that we put on the internet now. Like, we're all broadcasters. I mean, like, I'm doing these dollops. My great-grandchildren might be listening to this, or even, even further into the future, my great-great-grandchildren never met me, yet they listen to David's Daily Digital Dollop thinking, bloody hell, did people actually listen to this? Uh... And they'll be going at school the next day and they'll be going, my great-grandfather. My great-great-grandfather was an amazing man. And they'll be like, all right, what did he do? I was listening to a, a podcast that he did. And it was so good. He, oh, he's so, he was so clever. I'm so proud to come from such a noble line. He did this brilliant thing where he, he rang up an Indian restaurant and he did the most amazing prank phone call. There's a clip here that I'm going to play you now, the final clip of this programme that I'm going to play you, but I would urge you to listen to it. Archive on 4. Don't write. Make a recording instead. Here's another little clip from it. Hello, Richard. This is Grandma talking to you. I'm standing in Herod's in front of a most extraordinary machine. And everything that I'm saying to you is coming out onto a record and you must ask Daddy to put it on your gramophone. Then you'll hear me. Some discs may get thrown out. Others are deposited in libraries or museums, tucked away in collections of correspondence or memorabilia. My research at the sound archives of the Imperial War Museum led me to a recording labelled Commander Stevens of the HMS Cyclops, date 1935. But it's not him on the disc. It's a woman's voice. Who was she? But I can't think that my voice is so horrible as it sounds on the record, but you must let me know. I hope you like the clock I sent you for Christmas. You said you wanted one, didn't you? You remember that day when we went for that walk at Hazel now, when it was pelting with rain? You said you wanted a little clock. I hope that you and Nanny and, and uh, Priscilla are going to have the most glorious Christmas with heaps of toys. I journey across the tracks of time, to a Somerset village, to a house built in the 16th century. There sits Scylla Madden, the daughter of Commander Stevens, eager to hear her past. That's it. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> as clear as a bell. 
It's a very odd hearing myself referred to as Priscilla in those days. I always was, of course. And when I was naughty, I was Priscilla Mary. <laughs> that was when I used to vanish. <laughs> I remember my father a long time ago telling me about these recordings being made. But I was never shown them, and it was just something that I had forgotten about till they were discovered after my brother's death. This is really calling ever so loudly to tell you how much I'm thinking of you all and wishing you a happy, united New Year. The speaker. Who is she? The speaker was my paternal grandmother, Annie Winifred Stevens, born in Newcastle in 1874, and she died in 1946. So that woman was listening to her grandmother, probably never thought she would hear her voice again, her grandmother's voice again, and there it was, on a recording, not that she had, but a recording that someone else found, who just so happened to be a radio presenter, and then managed, using the clues, presumably, the things that were written on the record sleeve, managed to track her down. And that recording made in the 1930s, 1934. A recording made over 80 years ago. And there'll be so many of these recordings out there, just waiting to be listened to. You know, they'll be, like, kicking around on old second-hand shops, you know, just, like, buy a load of cassettes or something, and you'll find a, you'll find a clip of someone talking or something like that. Find this concept fascinating of just stumbling across voices. Stumbling across voices from the past by accident on an old tape or an old record that comes into your possession and you hear that voice and you're transported into a world instantly when, you, when I hear those recordings I'm filled with such emotion because firstly I'm thinking of the, the mortality of the people the fact that these were people so f full of life and joy often you know laughing and singing there are so few of those recordings around of ordinary people the radio wasn't representing ordinary people or wasn't presenting ordinary people I should say so there was nowhere to hear these voices now we just take it for granted but at the time so that's what gets me I shouldn't be hearing this. I think that's the other thing. I shouldn't be hearing this. This wasn't meant for my ears. This was a private thing. Yet, I'm in that world. So thank you very much for listening. We've had the drama of the rain escape. We've had the poignance and the profundity of these voices from the past. And we've had the hilarity of that prank as well. So we've had it all on today's David's Daily Digital Dollop. We're just thinking about Lambeth Way. Now, here they are, now. When you go down Lambeth Way, and the evening and the day, you'll find them all doing the Lambeth Walk. Every little Lambeth girl, with a little Lambeth walk, you'll find them all doing the Lambeth Walk. Hello, this is David Eagle in 2022, which is the year that I decided to condense these 366 podcast episodes of 2016 into these weekly omnibus editions. And the reason I'm butting in here is because what happens next in David's Daily Digital Dollop, in the next few episodes, I go on a bit of an adventure. I do a bit of investigative journalism, and I talk about the reel-to-reel -reel tape that I came by. And I tell the story of how I came by that. And I play the recording for the first time. And we listen to it together. And what is on that recording leads us on an adventure. An adventure to uncover who the tape belongs to. And whether we can track them down and get in contact. And there are all sorts of twists and turns. And all sorts of things that happen on the way. And it's a ten-part series called The Real to Real Deal. But rather than putting it in the middle of these weekly omnibus episodes, what I've done is I've uploaded them and marked them as being released in January 2017. So that means as soon as we get to the last omnibus episode, those ten parts are waiting. Anyway, David's Daily Digital Dollop, the weekly omnibus edition, continues with week 27 next. <laughs>